or how am I getting what is it called outfit fatigue in the morning going I have nothing to wear there's 119 pieces of clothes in there you have something to wear so Marie how's it how's it going it's obviously been such a long time since I last saw you surprisingly beth and i actually got to spend some time in the same location last week it was fantastic i kind of forgot marie was real and not 2d i think the first thing i said to you when i came out the airport was oh my gosh you are still real you're still here so yeah that that was a lovely moment because i think I don't think I've seen you in three years, even though I speak to you pretty much every day and we do the podcast every week. It was, oh, it was lovely. Little tear in my eye. Fantastic. It was great. Ironically, we did no work on the podcast. No. (laughs) Because it was a holiday. (laughs) We were just saying, actually, when we were telling people about our holiday, it was all food and drink based. Like I was saying to Marie that the first thing I sent my mum was every, a picture of all the food I had. And then I was like, oh, and here's some pictures of me and Marie and here's the stuff we did. Priorities. It was a lot of eating, drinking, walking around. Um, Marie, as you probably all know, lives in Portugal at the moment. You took me on quite the tour. My calves have never been the same. The one thing you need to know about Lisbon and Portugal in general is it's very bumpy. There are a lot of hills. My calves were aching like there was no tomorrow. So yeah, if you ever go on a tour with Marie, it's great and there's usually good food at the end but your calves will never be the same i mean i don't drive so yeah walking tour is all you're gonna get people the most sustainable form of travel but yeah uh, there's i always tell people when they come and visit me it's like bring good shoes (laughs) you'll see brilliant scenery but you'll just be going ow ow every two seconds Um, other than that absolutely fantastic we had a wonderful wonderful time and actually, yeah. Marie, I was wondering, while we were away last week, did you encounter any sustainable fails or wins other than me? <laughs> I mean, I think we can both share a sustainable win because we went to a really cool eco market uh, oh, last that week. That was like heaven. It was brilliant. It was. It was literally heaven. It was, it was just us in a market, like everything like in our brain in the same place. Refill shops. There was like sustainable cleaning products. There was sustainable fashion. There was vegan cheese which... <gasps> oh oh the vegan cheese it was it was something else it was, i'll let, let you stay about it first because i have a lot of opinions on this vegan cheese because it's changed my life i've been i call it a low impact diet i've been like cutting out like meat and dairy slowly throughout my diet but the one thing i cannot find that i like in the supermarket is vegan cheese like vegan cheese in the supermarket is pure garbage it tastes awful it's very coconutty a lot of the time which isn't bad but i don't know coconut to me is a sweet it's not savory it's just it's just not cheese it's It's not cheese so yeah i'm the same i've been quite disappointed with vegan cheese it's never really wowed me until until yeah until this place and i already knew them because i do go to quite a lot of vegan markets around portugal and lisbon in general is quite a small place so it's always the same people so i already knew these people so i already knew the cheese was good so i was just like kind of pushing Beth towards it like going you trust me you actually have to try this it doesn't taste like plastic it actually has flavor it doesn't I think also most vegan cheese like leaves like this funny texture yeah, in your mouth yeah. because it doesn't properly melt this was good like, this is I'm why not- we're best friends <laughs> you push me towards the cheese 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would say it tasted like cheese, but it was similar enough. And I think this is like another thing like we have to, when it comes to like replacements, you're never going to find something that tastes exactly like the food that you're replacing. Plant-based milk will never taste like normal milk. That is something that is just like an expectation you have to shred. But I think if you like go into this and like with an open mind and just like willing to try new stuff, you can find some really cool things. Definitely. And actually this, um, this cheese had its own flavor. It was, um, a lot of them were quite well, they were made from cashew nuts, I think. So they did have a bit of a nutty taste, but I thought, I mean, when I have a cheese board, you usually have it with like nuts and grapes and stuff. So it's, you know, a match made in heaven anyway, but it was something else. It was delicious and they got the texture like cheese. And actually, um, I was really gutted because the first thing I said was, do you ship to the UK? I will be your first customer. We will, um, we will obviously give them a shout out because we're now their biggest fans. But yeah, that, that was a highlight of the holiday. I think not seeing me vegan cheese. Oh, well, of course seeing you, but the the cheese was a close second. On top of cheese, I bought my first pair of period pants, so I'll keep you guys oh. updated like how I get along. That was very exciting, actually. I couldn't yeah. quite get you to buy um, a cup. I don't like using tampons in general. I've never been comfortable using tampons, and I've always been a pad person. So the oh, cup has no. never been an option for me. So period pants, hopefully the way to go for me. We'll see how I get along. We will um, definitely update our audience on, on your progress. Um, but they, they were really lovely on the store. That, that's something I really loved about the market is everyone was really, really kind. They were all brands based in Portugal. It was a lovely, lovely little market, actually. Anyway, with that, hello, everyone. Welcome to Two Girls, One Reusable Cup, your sustainable support group, where we navigate the styles and stains of living a low-waste lifestyle in your 20s. I'm Marie, and as always, I am joined by the lovely Beth. Hello. Today we are discussing maximalist versus capsule. Which is better? Is it better to have a streamlined wardrobe that goes with everything? Or is it better to have a big wardrobe with pieces that may get buried in the back, but then rediscovered and re-fallen in love with? Oh, the debate episode. I've been looking forward to this. This was really, really fun to research, actually. I was saying to Marie before that I am very firmly a big fan of Capsule. Before we did this episode, me and Marie actually tossed a coin to see which side we would kind of be pitching. And I got a maximalist. Oh God, I'm not going to really enjoy researching this because I'm more of a Capsule fan. And actually, I am a little bit swayed now, I think. So general question, be honest. Do you wear everything in your wardrobe? And we actually did a very interesting exercise before we started this episode. We counted everything that we own. So now you having done that, do you wear everything you own? God, I feel feel like I've been put in a corner here. (laughs) I think I wear everything I own, but I really didn't realize how much I had. As I mentioned before, I love the idea of a capsule wardrobe. I've been rebuilding my wardrobe since finishing university because I realized I didn't really have any practical clothes. I wasn't really into fashion when I was younger. It's only a recent thing where I, I love it. I love putting outfits together. So when I did buy clothes when I was younger, nothing really went together. I wouldn't buy basics. I didn't own a lot of clothes I'd have loads of random clothes 
Um, so now rebuilding it, I'm making sure I have everything. Um, so I'm really conscious of what I own. And I really didn't think I owned 119 pieces of clothes, which was um, crazy. I thought maybe it'd be under 40, but that's a lot more than... <laughs> 40. And actually, um, Marie put together a fantastic spreadsheet just saying like jackets, tops, etc. And some of them I had to put zero down for. I realized there was a lot of basics I'm still kind of making sure I have in my wardrobe. So part of me thinks I don't have everything yet, but then I look at that number and go, surely that is enough clothes. Or how am I getting, what is it called, outfit fatigue in the morning going, I have nothing to wear? There's 119 pieces of clothes in there. You have something to wear, which, yeah, it is absolutely mad. Marie, you came out with, actually, no, you didn't come out with a similar number to me. I have way more clothes than you. D do you wear a thing in your wardrobe? I do. I actually can say that I do because ever since I moved to Portugal, I moved here two years ago and it was right. I think I was the last person they let into Lisbon. There was even a debate at the border if they should let me in. And I like packed in a hurry. Wow. <laughs> Since I moved here, I've literally either been living out of two suitcases because like in the first few years, everything was closed. And so I just got used to like living with what I have. Originally, I was only meant to be here for three months. I've been here for two years. I was meant to be here for the summer. So I only packed summer clothes and thinking Portugal does not get that cold in winter. Oh, boy, was I wrong. By the time November hit, at least we only have four months of winter, but those months are cold. By the time November hit, I was freezing. I knew I had all this jumpers and stuff still at my mom's house. So I was just like, I feel bad buying more. And the girls that I worked with were really kind and just lent me a few clothes that I could wear for the winter. And then when my mom saw me, she brought some jumpers so I could actually be warm because of, yeah, because of just the very limited space that I have. And also the knowing that where I'm currently living is not permanent you realize how much stuff you have if you constantly have to pack yeah, and unpack definitely. your stuff. To put it into context, I have lived here for now over like two years. In the time span of those two years, I have lived in five different apartments. So I've You don't want to be carrying much. <laughs> exactly. I've already moved a lot and I'm very conscious about the fact that I only have two suitcases with me and everything in there has to fit and uh, fit into it when I leave the current, the current place that I'm living in. I do wear everything that's in my wardrobe. I have around seasonal items of clothing, like clothes that I can wear in the summer and in the winter. There are only a few things that I can't wear in both. And I also like bear that in mind when I buy something that yeah. I can wear it in both seasons. Transitional pieces are a game changer. I love, especially like kind of people are taking dresses and wearing t-shirts and stuff underneath them or putting jumpers over them and treating it like a skirt. Just gives clothing more functionality. I, I love it. They're the pieces that I look for and want in my own wardrobe. So Marie, how you say that you, you're pretty sure you wear everything in your wardrobe because you have to because of your situation but how did you find the experience of actually counting your clothes were you surprised i was still surprised in the end i like you i think i had i thought i own far less than yeah far less than i actually do what one thing it actually really reminded me of is that when i used to go on school trips 
my mom would always help me pack my suitcase. And because I've got the memory of a goldfish, <laughs> she would write a list of like every single item of clothing that I brought on that trip. So at the, when I was responsible of packing it on my own, I could like cross check it with the list. So that kind of reminded me. And, but I, in general, I think this is like a great exercise to do because you realize like what you have and what you have Definitely. a lot of. I, for example, I already knew this, but I, it kind of like shone a light. I own quite a lot of vest tops. You really do. Was it, I'm sure it said 14 or something like that. <laughs> Why does one girl need that many vest tops? again the default present that like my mainly my dad gives me and it is useful because again they're layerable outfits so I wear them in the winter and then in the summer I just wear that one thing that I decided to do that I'm gonna share this excel sheet with my family because this is like another like interesting thing that came up as I was like sorting through my clothes and looking through my clothes did you buy everything that you currently own as in like new and secondhand. Yeah, exactly. But were you responsible of like, did you buy all that stuff? Definitely. No one dares buy me clothes because I have such, I'm so picky with colors, patterns, textures. Um, so other than, I guess maybe um, like things like gloves and bags I've got as gifts. It's pretty much I'm in control of these 119 pieces of clothes. See, I'm the complete opposite. I realized that nearly everything in my wardrobe was gifted to me. Oh, and that's sweet in a way. In a way, yeah, it is very sweet because obviously we've talked about this before. I do fashion for a living. So everyone thinks like, oh, she does fashion, so she must love clothes. So again, they've become kind of like a default yeah. gift, it, which is like, I appreciate it. And also one of the reasons is that I don't have much money to buy stuff myself. So I appreciate the presence. But that kind of led me to thinking that every, like, it's not really my style. Like, I didn't That's curate issue, my yeah. wardrobe. It was, like, all, like, items. And they're not, I don't hate any of the clothes, but they're essentially safe options. They're still, the family, the clothes that my family give me are still, like, the exact same style of clothes that they would have given me when I was, like, 14 or something like that. It's, like, yeah. and I've... But then at the same time, I don't want to buy anything more. So I'm kind of like, I'm stuck with the stuff that I have. And it's just, I really do appreciate all the gifts. And like, they do <laughs> do the, the best effort to go, like, especially my Hungarian family, because there's a lot of like small designers in Hungary. So they do make the effort of going into like a small business of purchasing something that I normally would not be able to buy in another country, like something that is unique to that store, which I really appreciate. But it, yeah, it did kind of make me realize like, oh shit, like I, I may have had a hand in it. Like I may have picked these out, uh, out with some things and then my mom bought them for me. But then the majority of the stuff I own was gifted to me. And yeah, I kind of think I kind of lost my sense of style over the years because yeah. of this. And you're then not dressing authentically. You like style is such an expression of yourself that I know that sounds really cheesy to say but I didn't realize how almost like it's almost like another layer of skin clothes we all have to wear them unless you don't want to wear them then that's up to you but they're such a reflection of yourself so it's it's almost no pun intended but it's almost like you need to um wear the trousers in your relationship with your wardrobe 
in the past did not give a fuck about my style. Honestly, I think that is like ironic because I work in fashion, but like I jeans and t-shirts, like as long as I'm covered, I'm fine. And sometimes even that doesn't really bother me. I generally like, I am like the type of person, like it's versus like comfort and convenience and style. I will always go for comfort and convenience. I'm all for comfy now. I can't, I can't even wear heels after the pandemic. I can't just you say that, but when you were here borrowing clothes off me, even though it would be would have matched perfectly, and again, fashion designer, I know it. You were like, yeah. I told you, I'm such a weirdo. I have such a particular color palette. This is why you can't buy me clothes. I really like. I'm really weird about it. Yeah, it's really interesting. Just like fashion in general and style and how it changes and stuff. So Marie, you talked about that your style's kind of changed now, even though you've received all these lovely gifts and you want to buy into a new style, but you don't then want to buy new clothes. Why is it important to be conscious about your clothes? Yeah. So when it comes to facts and figures in the fashion industry, it's, you have to always take them out of a pinch of salt because unfortunately it is difficult to know how many clothes are in the world because no one actually keeps accurate track. However, the general consensus is that that it is a lot. Maybe a tad Every- too many. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Every year, millions of tons of clothes are produced, worn, and thrown away. Continental Market in Ghana is the world's largest secondhand market, gets flooded each day with unwanted clothes from the global north. If you want to know more about Contamanta Market, I happen to have written a blog post about it. Just a little self-promo there. We love a self-promo. Self-promo away. Because the secondhand clothing industry is a whole other episode. So to like, again, to stop this from being two hours long. So let's talk capsule. So how often do you buy clothes? Well, after obviously knowing you and talking to you about fashion I do try and buy less clothes as I said about rebuilding my wardrobe I'm missing quite a lot of basics so what tends to happen is when the seasons change so let's say like winter and summer I tend to maybe buy two to three items of clothes plus any clothes that have literally disintegrated beyond repair so recently my um, swimsuit i'd had since i was 17 just completely disintegrated and swimsuit material is very hard to fix so i then i then bought a second hand which was basically new swimsuit i still i still buy clothes i i always buy them second hand i gave up fast fashion two years ago but i would say i probably still consume more than i'd like But I know people who buy clothes every payday or every other week, really. Um, So, yeah. So I I think I still buy more clothes than I need. How about yourself? So, yeah, I haven't bought any new clothes in three years. (laughs) Thanks for making me look good. (laughs) As As I previously say, I have been gifted clothes. So there are newer items of clothing in my wardrobe. But when it comes to like me personally buying stuff, I haven't. That is so good though. That is really, really good. I always feel like I have items of clothes missing and I'm not going to lie. I really love buying clothes. If, you know, the environment wasn't a problem, I would happily take part in fast fashion. And like, I knew it was made by people who paid a good wage. And basically if all the negatives were gone, I do like buying clothes, but I don't now because I know it's not good. So yeah, I really admire that you just don't buy 
any cloves and that's eventually where i would like to get to see again this is where we differ i absolutely hate buying clothes i hate it oh uh, i love it i, I, mean, love I hate being sold together. stuff i think we kind of as we kind of established like yeah i hate being sold stuff i hate being essentially told what to do so marketing people look the other way i'm not your person Ever since I moved to Portugal, I've kind of have had like a sort of capsule wardrobe. Now, I wouldn't, so what I currently have, although I would not actually call it a capsule wardrobe. For one, I think it is too big. And two, when I moved to Portugal, it was a lot of stress and I didn't pack my bags as efficiently as I should have because I only generally knew that I was able to fly like an hour before the flight. Yeah, your situation has vastly kind of defined what your wardrobe is like. The idea of a capsule wardrobe is essentially streamlining your wardrobe to find pieces that go with everything. It is the practice of editing your wardrobe down to your favorite clothes that fit your lifestyle and body right now. Because that is also another, uh, yeah. not even issue, but a thing. Bodies change. We gain weight, we lose weight. That's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just bodies fluctuate. Capsule wardrobes are all about personal style, but they are also a more mindful and sustainable way of thinking about clothing. See, when I think of a capsule wardrobe, I do think, I think straight away of the colors. I think of lots of neutrals, um, monochrome, um, and then I just think basics, basics, basics. So all the colors, monochrome and neutrals are just the easiest to style. They all go together. Basics, you can layer, you can you know they all go together everything capsule to me is everything has a purpose it's very functionable and which actually is why i know i'm fighting for the other corner but that's why i was drawn to a capsule wardrobe yeah and i think that kind of overall is kind of the theme because overall stuff in my wardrobe generally matches because everything is blue again i just something that happened over the time blue has become like my safe color And my, my goal is if I do end up buying stuff for myself, because um, one thing that I have not, I didn't need to count my clothes to know this, but I don't own any trousers at this current moment. Uh, all of my trousers have yeah, been Yeah, I found that destroyed. odd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all of my like trousers have ripped in places where I cannot fix them. So I do not own any trousers at the moment. Marie does uh, have skirts, by the way, and dresses. Like, yeah, she yeah, doesn't not, go around like, no bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wear a lot of shorts because I live in Portugal, yeah. so I don't count those. But like, so don't trousers, worry. <laughs> I don't own. So like, if I am gonna buy stuff, hope like my aim is secondhand. But they cannot be cannot be blue. I do not want any more blue in my wardrobe. <laughs> I did that with black, and as we both know, because last week I bought a black dress, a very nice black dress from a sustainable fashion brand. Yeah, I haven't really stuck to that, but black is definitely my safe color exact same reasons as you if just it goes with everything but i've realized like your wardrobe's a sea of blue i have a sea of black and it's like i need to get some other clothes so i understand the struggle and i think a lot of people have their comfort zone with colors and clothes and stuff so it's completely understandable because you know me being a nerd let's dive into the history of the capsule wardrobe oh, because lovely. i love, love a bit of fashion it. history Go on, you nerd. Tell us about the history of the capsule wardrobe. The designer Donna Karen popularized the capsule wardrobe in the 1980s with her Essentials line, which, so I found this interesting because it wasn't originally called a capsule wardrobe. It initially was seven pieces that could be mixed and matched to create a fully integrated wardrobe. 
The Essentials line is credited to creating the concept of a capsule wardrobe. The term was first coined by Susie Fox, the owner of London boutique called Wardrobe in the 1970s. The term capsule wardrobe appeared in American publishings as early as the 1940s to denote a small collection of garments designed designed to be worn together, which harmonized in color and style. There is no right or wrong way to start a capsule wardrobe on your own. I think that is very important to note. If you Google, there is like a lot of like how-to guides. Yeah. But I think those are kind of counterproductive because, for example, like if you're telling someone to do it a certain way, but that does not match like what they have in in their wardrobe, you're encouraging them to essentially buy more to create a capsule wardrobe. I think at the heart of this and even what you're saying in the history is it's all about functionality. It's not Mm. just about the style of clothes. It's here is a wardrobe that is functional and it needs to work with whatever situation you're in. So you're completely right. Them guides saying this is the must. These are your um, wardrobe staples is thrown a lot in the capsule wardrobe community. But that might not be a staple for someone else. Like, for example, people do different jobs. They might have a uniform at work or they might not. So you need different things depending on your, your lifestyle. It's become a marketing thing, I think, very stylized. It's moved away from the function and become more about an aesthetic almost. So a capsule wardrobe, I know you said there's no right or wrong way, but is there a number of clothes that you should have in a capsule wardrobe? Or is there like a max number that after you go over that line, it's not really a capsule wardrobe ever anymore? I did look into this and all guides have different numbers. Donna Karen's essentials lines was seven pieces. I think that is like the minimum, I think, to like actually have clothes. I have I mean, more socks se- than that. <laughs> yeah, I think that is an extreme. And then some people say like if you have more than 34 to 40 pieces in your wardrobe, it's not a capsule wardrobe. Each article said something different. And I think, yeah, there is no right or wrong answer to this. Essentially, like what my art teacher always told me, know when to stop. So yeah. I think... I think it's more not to focus on how many pieces you have, but how many pieces go with what. Yes, because it's all about the functionality again. That makes a lot of sense. And actually, I've seen some, I think a lot of people think of capsule as the most minimal you can get. Like I've seen extreme ones, like you said, which are like seven or 10 pieces of clothing. And actually then it's not, the function's not there because you've got less outfit combinations you've got less clothes imagine if you really stuck to that well you need underwear your underwear will probably take up most of that you do need things for different seasons depending on where you live so yeah i think you're right you definitely need to take it with um, a pinch of salt it's not meant to be an extreme thing it's just meant to be edited is what i've kind of got from that Exactly. I mean, like if you had like seven to uh, to do 10 pieces of clothing in your wardrobe, but none of them match, like that is kind of pointless. If you cannot mix and match, it defeats the purpose. So definitely. And overall, there are many positives to starting a capsule wardrobe. So like number one, uh, one, you will have a more organized wardrobe because you have less. So you have a bit of a better overview Uh, that also leads to getting rid of decision fatigue eight decision fatigue i don't know what it's like to wake up in the morning and go wow yeah i know what i'm gonna wear awesome 
It's really good. It saves you a lot of time. <laughs> Extra hour in bed. It's great. Oh, I, I always get like, I get up five minutes before I, before I need to leave. Again, this is, just shows that. how much of a crap I give about my personal appearance. Appearance, I'm like... <laughs> You always end up looking really nice, though. That's the thing. You don't look like you've just rolled out of bed. I say this a lot. I do do this for a living. I know what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, yeah, if you have, like, a perfectly curated wardrobe that, like, mix and matches with everything, you already have kind of, like, set planned outfits in mind, so you kind of already know. And you don't really have to worry. Like, you pull out a pair of jeans and you know every single T-shirt in your wardrobe would match to that jeans. Definitely, it's easier to get dressed in the morning because everything works with everything else. And then another positive is, and this is, again, why I don't categorize mine as a capsule wardrobe, everything in your wardrobe was picked with thought and is essentially your favorite item. Like, you took care of picking this item and... Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Um, The clothing has more value, which I think is the answer to really, when we say, like, how do you be more sustainable with clothes? It's look after your clothes, treasure your clothes. If you've, like put a lot of effort into curating your wardrobe you'll probably put more value on it so you're completely right yeah and let's be honest i think we all have like those pair of trousers or that dress that fits right but only on a certain day like you can wear those jeans if you don't go out to dinner oh yeah yeah we all have those items and i think like the idea is just to get rid of those and like i think i'm gonna eat a fucking massive burrito now and I know these trousers will not let me down. Like, it's just completely got off on a tangent here. I found this brand that makes kids' clothes that grow. So they, oh, yeah. It's really cool, isn't it? And it, they, um, I forgot what they're made of, but they literally, like, they expand as the child grows. And my first reaction to it was, oh, my God, that would be amazing if I went to a buffet. But you're completely right. You know what? You shouldn't have something in your wardrobe that you do not feel comfortable in. And you need to go out that door feeling like a million percent in what you're wearing, even if it's just jeans and a t-shirt or something you've thrown on. You need to just feel comfortable and feel amazing in it. If I don't feel like at least 90% in something, I'm like, this is not for me. I shouldn't be wearing this. I shouldn't feel uncomfortable in clothes. So you're completely right. Every piece of clothing should be your favorite piece of clothing. Or why is it there? Exactly. And then like the final positive is just making a more conscious effort to greenify your wardrobe. And I think that is just kind of the message of this podcast in general. It's the intent behind it. They are like cons. And the one that immediately springs to mind, you might get bored of your constant uh, like constant outfit repetition now i'm not saying do not wear outfits more than once definitely wear outfits more than once we're all about outfit repeating on this channel but one thing that like personally i find that i've been feeling i want to say like a little stuck in my life and there's again a lot of other external factors uh, regarding this but also one of the things and my therapist made me realize this that I still dress the exact same thing and same way that I dressed 10 years ago. And this like has kind of had this mental hold on me that I have not changed, even though I have changed. So I think this is like another like downside to capsule that people do not really talk about. Oh, danger of feeling stuck. Do you, um, do you get tired of your sea of blue? Are you tired of the color blue? I so am. 
Like I really, uh, <laughs> is like, it your every- favorite color or is it just because you have a lot of blue clothing? I mean, I don't, I don't say, I don't say I have a favorite color because I'm not five. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. That's really savage. Blue is my favorite color when it comes to wearing like favorite color on me. I think blue does in general look good on me, but yeah, I am sick of blue and I'm the complete like opposite. I want to introduce more color into my wardrobe. And I think one of the more like one of the factors of that is because I live in Portugal and as you discovered uh, last week, Lisbon is a very colorful city. Yeah. It and was- I kind of want to embrace like the place that I live in. It's uh, honestly so vibrant. And I was really paying attention to what people wore over there. And oh, everyone's so stylish. I loved all the different outfits, which was making me quite jealous. So I, I get what you mean. And I think especially like, obviously not trying to tear you down or anything, but you, I mean, I love your apartment, but because you rent it, you can't personalize it either. So you're not really, you aren't in control of any sort of style. So I completely get kind of how you're feeling there. And then finally, and this is why I didn't want to give you an exact number. I think one thing, and I do see like a lot of people go wrong in this, is when they look at their wardrobe and realize, oh shoot, I have too much clothes or there's too much fast fashion. Their first instinct is either to donate it or even worse, throw it out. Please don't do this. Like the whole, this doesn't bring me joy thing. Donating clothes is a whole other story. It is a podcast episode in itself it is not a not a solution and you shouldn't also feel like you need to get rid of it just to achieve like a certain goal yeah so the best option if you want to get rid of some items in your closet either give them to a friend do a clothes swap or sell them personally like on a second hand such as vintage or depop so you know that someone's actually purchasing your clothes rather than just dropping them off at a charity shop Definitely. Don't think capsule wardrobe, like I said, is extreme. I must only have 10 pieces of clothing. Let's get rid of the other like 90 something clothes. It's just adding to the problem. Summary, you've, you've kind of you've gone through the history and you've gone through the pros and cons. Um, what are your overall thoughts on the capsule wardrobe? Is it, is it for you? Would you, would you have one? What, what do you think? So even though my final collection that I designed at university was a capsule wardrobe, I generally don't think capsule is for me because to create a capsule wardrobe, I would need to scale down my current wardrobe a lot. And since I know what happens to clothing when it's donated and how difficult it is to recycle clothing, I'm very hesitant of getting rid of the clothes that I currently own. And also... And this is why I think it's very interesting that you and I like got these points. I am actually a big advocate overall for maximalism. It's quite ironic, actually. We've got the complete opposite, but that's good because it's more of um, a challenge. And I don't really think anyone's either capsule or maximalist. I think a lot of people do fall in the middle anyway. But yeah, I think the only other thing that... I experienced trying to have more of a capsule wardrobe is that um, you, you, want, you want basics, but you also want really um, good quality basics because the idea is you then don't really buy any clothes and you keep them for as long as possible. 
there's loads of really nice good brands out there sustainable brands that do um kind of more timeless basics the materials are really good it was really good quality but i want to argue that if you're buying fewer clothes you then spend more on each item and i found capsule wardrobes very costly actually because I, I honestly i don't think there's any point doing a capsule wardrobe with really cheap basics because um this is a bit snobby but i don't think you then put the same value to them you don't treasure them you don't want to keep them you could maybe repair them but i don't know and especially all the influencers who really big up the capsule wardrobe they all have like almost designer basics in them and i agree you should get a good quality items in your wardrobe but they do come with a massive price tag um which i don't think some people expect if you are buying new so that's something else to consider one thing i haven't mentioned as a con for capsule wardrobe and i think this is like another thing another issue if you buy cheap clothing is washing because you do need to wash your clothes and um, if your clothes aren't sewn properly they will disintegrate in the washing machine so i completely agree with you that so i'm going to be arguing for the maximalist wardrobe which is very ironic because as i said i am more capsule but actually researching it i've definitely um changed my opinion quite a lot and maybe i can change yours so to start with marie what do you think of when i say maximalist or a maximalist wardrobe my mom's wardrobe (laughs) a lot of clothes a lot a lot i mean like some of the ones that i like own now have been like stolen from hers and she never even noticed oh nice (laughs) it's like a free shopping trip it really is. I mean, like, I... Does she have I escalators am... in her wardrobe? So when I think maximalism, I kind of think my mom's wardrobe. So you think maximalism, lots of clothes? I do. I do think maximalism, lots of clothes. I mean, obviously the opposite of minimalism. I think a lot of the opposite of minimalism. So like where minimalism is like a lot of clean, streamlined, clean spaces. Maximalism, I think, is the opposite of that like spaces with like bold patterns like eccentric essentially that's a really good way of describing it and actually you've kind of done my job for me i think a lot of people think when they hear maximus wardrobe and i did at the start that is just a lot of clothes and actually it's very much embedded in the maximalist wardrobe that as you said is very is eccentric so I thought before we talked about the wardrobe, the collection of clothes itself, um, I wanted to um, treat you, Marie, to a bit of history as you're a little bit of a nerd and the ideas behind the maximalist movement and style. So modern maximalism was first popularised in fashion in the 50s and this was a direct response from the horrors and the uncertainty of the period, which obviously was just after the war. People lost, unfortunately, so much and they had to make do with so little that when the war was over, the more is more lifestyle became incredibly appealing. This then kind of gained momentum again in the 70s. You think of like prints and patterns that were associated with that kind of era. So you've probably seen maximalism go in and out of style. And as a non-fashion person, I found all of this really, really interesting. You've probably heard that styles and trends 
come and go out of fashion i didn't realize that each kind of fashion each kind of movement is basically a direct response to a predecessing movement a lot of the time maximalism comes back right after minimalism is in and i think we saw this recently with the pandemic well one thing we couldn't do is shop so we were all indoors for essentially two years and i think one of the first things people wanted to do is go out and essentially shop i mean we saw all those like massive queues outside like primark and mcdonald's oh, and, made me so I mean, sad <laughs> it didn't make me like sad but it made sense that first because I also volunteer for Slow Fashion Movement and one of our flagship campaign is Slow Fashion Season, where we encourage people to stop shopping for three months. Oh, that's brilliant. That's, I need to do that. (laughs) And last year when we did it, we actually saw a massive drop of people signing up. And our conclusion to this was so many people had spent the last year, year and a half indoors. Yes, you could do online shopping, but there was nowhere you could go. So there was no point in buying something because you were just in sweatpants the entire time or no pants in some cases. We saw this like quite recently, this like suddenly like essentially unwanted minimalism. So and then everyone really turning to maximalism because they could. Honestly, you are so, so right. Fashion, like art, like anything creative reacts and responds to what's happening in the world it's it's really really interesting and you are so right maximalism is definitely in at the moment it really really is it's largely to the pandemic and actually i'd also argue that pre-pandemic we did favor the more minimal aesthetic like just look at instagram it was very clean curated instagram grids that's when i saw capsule wardrobes become most popular all the neutrals and monochrome basically how i dress is probably pre pandemic um and then as you said marie we got bored of our loungewear and wanted to switch up and it's very much kind of the y2k fashion that we're seeing all over tiktok like the checkered patterns and the bold colors and god forbid the bucket hats like it's the more is more is happening we're seeing and this isn't just fashion you'll see it all over like interior design maximalism is here to stay at least for a little bit the fact that like the 2000s are back kind of suits me well because as i said i haven't updated my wardrobe since the 2000s <laughs> you're so in, I'm style. Back in style i'm back in style it's that's the key just like stick to what you're doing and then it will come back that's, i have the opposite opinion on the 2000s as someone who lived through the 2000s i what do you think i haven't <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> well, I remember dressing in the early 2000s and going, this is a bit shit. This looks shit. Even I knew at the time this looks shit. And it, in the 2010s, which again was then kind of going, ooh, 2000s, you hated on the 2000s. You'd look at like what they used to wear on Disney Channel and go, really? That? Somehow though, Gen Z, and I don't know why I call them Gen Z, I'm technically Gen Z, they've made it kind of look cool. Some of it, I'm a bit like, please don't bring the low-waisted stuff back. Just don't do that. You're not, no. But some of it, I think they've made look quite workable, actually. But um, yeah, it's kind of annoyed me. But anyway, things come back in fashion, as we said. 
everything reacts to the previous thing and there's a really really good quote that kind of summarizes all these movements overlapping each other from melissa mara alvarez who's a creator of education and research at the fashion institute of technology museum she describes how different movements kind of respond to each other really well by saying shifts in fashion are often a reaction to what came before it e.g minimalism out maximalism in direct counterpart moving back to fashion and maximalist style I kind of wanted to go into what it kind of is when looking at just mood boards and stuff of maximalism. What I kind of got from it was obviously the motto, more is more. So think loads of layers of clothes and equally of accessories, varying textures and patterns. There's no such thing as clashing really with maximalism. Bright, bold colours, a lot of embellishments. Accessories are a massive part of maximalism. I kind of, the impression I got from it, it's very similar to kind of um, festival fashion, which you go to a festival, you want to go all out. If you kind of want to visualise this, um, celebrities I kind of picked up on are the the great Grayson Perry, who is a fantastic artist and dresses absolutely amazingly, and kind of brands like Gucci. Gucci really emphasises on the kind of embellishment kind of side. So that's kind of what to look out for Maximus styles. What is the Maximalist wardrobe? So a Maximus wardrobe, it's not just having loads and loads of clothes. It's applying these kind of style rules when curating the wardrobe so it's still kind of curated i say curated as well but i think there is a lot more freedom with this kind of wardrobe opposed to your capsule wardrobe maria as we kind of discovered when you were talking about it and we said about the seas of blue and there's a lot more freedom so for example you could have a maximus wardrobe and maybe have more of an edgier kind of grungier look or you could have a maximus wardrobe that's more like florals or bright or pastel there's the you can or both or that's both. how i see maximus wardrobe like creating variety in your wardrobe itself definitely definitely because everyone has like a signature style but also you can also have different layers within your own wardrobe and that's why i see it it's just like creating different styles within your wardrobe that suit you because there is no rules to fashion i mean there's a lot of people that will tell you there's rules like don't wear this color with this color don't wear that with that don't wear like clashing patterns like do the fuck what you want like yeah as long as you're not like insulting anyone actively with your clothes like it's fine like wear whatever you want i hate like like, i I always grew up thinking never wear brown it's the color of shit everyone loves wearing brown now i love wearing brown like so as Marie said with the capsule wardrobe, there really is no right or wrong way of doing this one either. The basic idea is just more is more instead of just wearing maybe a colour palette of two colours and dressing very minimally with basic. It's all about layering. It's all about big, bold prints. But you can have multiple styles within this wardrobe or you can have one style. It's completely up to you. Let's look at some of the pros and cons that I've kind of done in response to your pros and cons. So the biggest pro I think of this wardrobe that actually is drawing me to this wardrobe is I'd say it's more authentic. The style is more true to you. 
opposed to the more timeless and classic basics that the capsule wardrobe boasts you have so much more freedom to dress all these different aesthetics and styles rather than i think the capsule wardrobe has its own aesthetic now i think it's harder to have dress as like a, a grungy version of the capsule if you go online and search capsule wardrobe ideas it's all very much the beiges and neutrals and stuff and um, so i really like that kind of aspect of the capsule wardrobe with more clothes you obviously have greater outfit combinations you won't get the outfit fatigue that we've previously talked about you could constantly be coming up with different outfit combinations especially as a big part of this wardrobe is having lots of accessories like jewelry i really think jewelry can absolutely transform an outfit so you could have virtually the same outfit on and do stuff differently with your accessories and you create a whole new outfit the possibilities are kind of endless with this one the other thing i was thinking about this from a sustainability point of view as i'll kind of go on to say um a really good thing i found about um this style because it's more is more i found that thrifting and vintage clothes really share this aesthetic i said before that maximalism was very big in the 70s which i guess is considered vintage so it's quite easy to find these maximalist styles within these vintage and retro clothes so buying second hand is kind of a given almost with this style i would say but equally it depends how you style the wardrobe and then the the final thing with this is you're not throwing as many clothes out you're more encouraged to keep them and you, your clothing then becomes more meaningful rather than that urge you might have with the capsule wardrobe where you're like oh god i have to have 10 pieces of clothing now gotta get rid of everything it's more kind of working with what you have there's there's a lot of pros with this obviously there is cons with this wardrobe whether you want to hear it or not this style kind of encourages consumerism it encourages you to buy more clothes and have more clothes in your wardrobe even though you're not getting rid of them so that's always a downside the other thing is with more clothes it's less curated harder to organize and essentially it takes up a lot of space and some people don't have space especially like maria i'm kind of speaking to you who's moved around so much and living out of your suitcase sometimes you don't have net you might not have the space for a maximalist wardrobe the other big thing i noticed and maybe this is a pro if you like challenge i think personally maximalism is a lot harder to style capsule everything goes with everything whereas you have all these different patterns and textures and colors I think it's very difficult to style but when you do it looks very very good so maybe you see that as a pro if you do like a challenge but you might want to spend more time putting something together especially if you're layering and layering and then you've got accessories it's a lot more work and it's not a roll out of bed job let's say and then my last kind of point and actually this is probably where the capsule wardrobe wins for me is I'd say the style's less timeless so the pieces have less longevity than pieces in your capsule which might be like your black turtle your trench coat that won't really go out of style will maximalism go out of style we've seen 80s fashion come and go if your wardrobe's full of kind of vintage clothes are they gonna go in out of style or are you gonna be like marine you just wait for it to come back in style again and um, there's always that that kind of uncertainty that i don't quite like but then again who says that things got of style like you don't need to listen to that 
it's yeah 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 no that is something where i would actually disagree with you because trends are just made up bullshit yeah so dialing longevity i mean i mean i'm not saying that there are I mean, there have been some questionable fashion over the years that maybe should have not existed. But like overall style and dressing trendy, it's all bullshit. You shouldn't worry yeah. about that. I think my only problem, and actually here's an argument against both throwing this into the ring. What if what you're buying for your wardrobe, even if it's capsule maximalist, you just, it's a phase and you get tired of it. So what if you go for the capsule and it's all the neutrals and stuff and then you're like, I'm not really into this anymore. I want bright colours and stuff. Or you do the maximalist wardrobe and you're like, I'm not really feeling anything in this wardrobe anymore. It's a mixture of vintage and all this stuff. Naturally, people, they grow, you know, their minds change. They like their tastes change. They like different things. And that's fine. That's part of being a person and growing up. Your fashion style will change. I'm I really love what I have at the moment and I've tried to do it in a way that I will still love everything I have in the next five or so like more years. But I do worry that I'm like, well, I absolutely like hate going to my wardrobe every morning in like ten years time going, I hate everything I own. I mean, that is certainly a risk. I mean, because like my overall thought on like in general, because I kind of interpret it as having like a big wardrobe even though I kind of have a kind of sort of capsule wardrobe here at this current moment, I have a very big wardrobe, so big that it's currently in two countries. So I've got like the stuff that I brought with me when I moved, and then I've got a lot of leftovers in my closet back home in Dublin. And I discovered this when I went back home for Christmas last year because I hadn't been home for over two years because of the pandemic. It was honestly like shopping in my own wardrobe again because I rediscovered pieces that I bought ages ago because one of the stuff, like one of the things, like most of the stuff in my closet is over a decade old. Ever since I stopped growing, my wardrobe hasn't changed. But so some, I rediscovered stuff that might have been like five to seven years old. And then I rediscovered them because I haven't worn them in a very long time. And it's just like, oh yeah, I remember buying you. I remember I looked quite good on you. Or like kind of the opposite, like, hmm, I bought you. You weren't my style then, but you are now my style. I've got a dress, which I think I bought when I was around 15. And it's been like, in and out of circulation of my wardrobe. Currently, it is one of my favorites. You can wear it in the summer, you can wear it in the winter. And again, like when I was a teenager, because it's it's an unusual style because it's kind of corseted, it's uh, flared out. And so I didn't wear it that much when I first bought it, but now it's become one of my all-time favorites. And it's one of the ones that came with me to Portugal. So this is like how I see maximalism. It's like reconnecting with an old friend almost, how you're saying it is quite sweet. Exactly. Like you're exactly. like, That's hey guys, haven't seen you in a while. You're looking good. My sister had a, got a similar feeling when we were younger. I don't know if anyone else had this who has siblings, but we'd have like a a hand-me-down box, a growing up box. So I, when I'd grown out stuff, I'd put it in this box that Megan, my sister, kept under her bed. And she'd be so excited to see what was in this box because it was basically getting loads of, new clothes but then it was nice seeing her enjoy the clothes as much as i did what you said is really really sweet i think the key is of course to realize when you've reached a natural stopping point and that's what i have done which is why i have not 
bought clothes in over three years, I kind of looked at what I had and I realized, oh shit, I actually have quite a lot. I don't need more. So now I can like keep stuff in rotation and like put stuff away, bring it back to find that balance to realize, okay, I've got everything that I will ever, ever need. I don't need anything more. Yeah. It's learning to feel satisfied almost. I know you get the endorphins when you buy clothes new or secondhand, but at the end of the day, it's it's just clothing. So you're completely right. So what are your overall thoughts on maximalism? So my overall thoughts have definitely surprised me on this, as I said before. The big thing I think with maximalism is it just gives you way more freedom. Maybe it's the freedom I'm craving because I've always liked the capsule side of things. Um, but I really think it, you can dress a bit more authentically with this wardrobe and you can be more innovative as I've said before, but we also have to acknowledge that maximalism, the movement, it's steeped in consumerism. It's more is more. That is essentially what consumerism is. So you always need to be mindful of that, but you can take a conscious approach when curating it. I think I favor the minimalist approach, but I really admire the freedom and almost talent of the maximalist style. And I'm seeing it everywhere and actually I'm going, actually, it doesn't look that bad. So yeah, so I think I am like more of a side on the side that it's better to have a bigger wardrobe because as I said, I myself have a bigger wardrobe. Laundry is a big issue. Like I feel like if you have a small capsule wardrobe, you're constantly washing your clothes. And if you're someone like myself who doesn't own their own washing machine and has to share with the people, other people in her building. I can't always wash my clothes when I want to. Yeah. I have to wait until my washing machine is available. And if I had a smaller wardrobe, I'd be screwed. I generally, <laughs> it has gotten to the point where I had, had to wash some items of clothing in my sink because whenever I was home, the washing machine was always busy. If I had a capsule wardrobe, it wouldn't work for me, essentially. And I think that's also very important, like what suits your lifestyle. What do you prefer? Well, now actually I'm a bit torn I definitely 100% love the functionality concept of the capsule. I think that is the most sustainable way. And I like knowing that everything goes with everything. It makes my life a lot easier. I'm not a stylist. I don't think I could rise to the challenge of doing the styling for a Maximus wardrobe. I really envy anyone who can. I My style, what I'm drawn to is I like looking quite smart stylish clean and minimal which lends itself well to the capsule that being said i do get fatigued sometimes i'm just like i want some color i want some color i'm sick of the black and white the neutrals so then i like the freedom of the maxima so i really do think i am somewhere in the middle where i am always thinking about functionality everything in my wardrobe is edited but also i don't want to fall victim to the aesthetic of the capsule and try and make it more my own and a tiny bit more open to letting some more color in there a few more like patterns it doesn't all just have to be smart and boring basically which is what i originally got from the capsule wardrobe but what i can definitely say is that the capsules definitely made me think more about how i buy things and being more conscious with what is in my wardrobe and especially from doing the um, exercise we did at the start of the episode knowing what's in my ward exactly what's in my wardrobe and valuing it more what i've got from this whole episode is i do think you should be more conscious when 
curating a wardrobe whether that's big small minimalist or maximalist you should still be conscious about where the clothes have come from who's made them and then actually looking after them everything in your wardrobe should be a treasure it should be your favorite piece of clothing definitely i think also like getting rid of the stigma of outfit repetition like yes no one should shame you for wearing the same things twice you can always borrow from a friend rent swap buy secondhand there are other options than just buying new i think the most important thing is buying with intention with the knowledge that this item is a forever choice and think of your clothing as an investment i think that is the biggest takeaway everyone should take from this episode think of your clothes as your friends as i said before reconnect with your friends dive into your wardrobe find something they haven't worn in a while and give it a bit of love this concludes today's episode thank you for hanging out with us we really appreciate you spending your time with us hope you had a wonderful time follow us on our socials at two girls one reusable cup you can find us on twitter and instagram if you liked hearing our voices please share with your friend and like us on whatever platform you are listening to us on also we'd love to know um what you think on this topic are you more team capsule or do you prefer a maximalist wardrobe or would you argue for something in between we would love to hear what you think thank you for listening Bye.